Hello and welcome to Radical Embodiment. This is Emily Wishall. I am your host. I am a certified rolfer. I am an embodiment coach and I am the author of the book Radical Embodiment, a practical guide to celebrating the skin you're in. And this is my podcast. We are here in season three. We will have 12 episodes coming out every single Monday. And the way that this season will work is I'm kind of doing a back and forth, meaning the first episode is me in a solo episode, and then the next week is an interview. So basically every other week, one, you'll get me diving into a specific topic, and then the following week, I will be interviewing somebody in the embodiment, in the personal growth world. My intention, my focus with my work with this podcast is really to support in shifting the narrative that a woman's worth or her enoughness is tied into her weight or her physical appearance. And I believe the pathway to shift that, to shift the societal, cultural conditioning that most of us have been accustomed to is through the pathway of embodiment, is through the pathway of being in our body. And so my offering with this podcast is tips, suggestions, practices from guests of mine, stories from guests of mine, my own stories, personal accounts to help support you in your own radically embodied journey. If you're curious to find out more about my work, you can go to radicalembodiment.com. I offer private one-on-one coaching for women who are interested in releasing body shame, who feel insecure, ashamed in their body, who are ready to stop the body hate for good and ready to truly learn to celebrate the skin they're in. So you can go to my website or set up a call with me there to find out more. So now let's go to today's episode. I'm happy you're here. Hello and welcome to episode three of season three of Radical Embodiment, the podcast. Today's episode is a solo episode, so it'll just be me, and my topic, my title is Why I Think You Should Eat in the Bathtub. (laughs) So hear me out, um, which this whole podcast will be about hearing me out on why I think you should eat in the bathtub, and I'm being legitimately serious about this. Um, This is something that I first started thinking about, first did. It happened accidentally probably like five years ago. So I'm going to share with where this initiated from, and then we'll go a little bit more in specific as to like the tangible practicality of like why it actually can maybe be a supportive thing, depending on your lifestyle, depending on your schedule. Um, So about five years ago, it was, you know, it was a weekday, a work day for me, and it was a winter day. And I had had on my agenda, like I, I know I worked, I must have gone to the gym that morning. Um, don't remember all the specifics, but I know that I wanted to take a bath before I saw clients. And I also know that that morning I had the intention of I really wanted to enjoy my breakfast. I didn't want to feel rushed eating my breakfast. I really wanted to enjoy it. Well, when push came to shove and the actual, you know, schedule and timing of it all, I was, you know, just like had two decisions of I could either take my bath or I could enjoy my my breakfast and eat slowly, but I wasn't going to be able to do both of them independently. Um, Meaning, you know, I was like, well, maybe I'll take my bath and then I'll just like 
eat my breakfast on my drive to my office. My office at that time was like an 18-minute drive or so. So that was something I would frequently do um, because I could find, you know, it's not ideal to eat while you're driving, but my drive was just one road. Um, so I didn't really have to turn. I mean, I turned onto the road and then I turned off the road to my office. So it was very simple drive, not a lot of traffic. Um, I could just kind of cruise and mostly eat in a calm state for those days that, uh, time was of the essence, which seems to be frequent. And I know I'm not alone in that, which is why I'm having this podcast episode. But this particular day, um, I just didn't want to do that. I really wanted to be stationary while I ate my breakfast. And so I thought, well, huh, why don't I just try like eating in the bathtub? So I made my breakfast and, you know, made my bath and, and I ate my breakfast in the bathtub. And I will say the first couple bites of food was, it was kind of weird. It was kind of strange. Um, I had eggs and, you know, I can't tell you what else was in it, um, which I just remember being like, this is kind of strange. But once I like got over the strangeness of it for me, like the oddness, I actually realized like this is kind of brilliant. And why I mean brilliant from a standpoint of thinking about our nervous systems, thinking about digestion if we want to have optimal digestion of our food, ideally we are eating in an environment where we are not stressed. Ideally we're eating in an environment where we are calm, where we are able to chew each bite of food fully versus shoving it in and chewing quickly and really be present with the full taste texture of food of what we're eating. That's what's going to lead us to, to having a full like experience where we feel fully satiated at the end of our meal, where we actually feel like, yeah, I'm satiated and actually satiated for hours. Hunger and appetite is a longer discussion than probably just this specific podcast episode, but a big significant piece of hunger and appetite isn't just the amount of food that we are consuming. It's, of course, the quality, the type of food, the variety of food that we're consuming, but a significant part of satiating appetite, satiating hunger is the actual act of eating, of the word, you know, mastication, which I remember, I feel like I learned that word. I was like in junior high school, right? That like adolescence age when you're just all the kids in school, you're just anything that's slightly maybe inappropriate, like we're gonna muck it up fully, right? We heard mastication, we're like, oh, ho, 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 right? Like mastication or mastication? Um, but mastication, the act of actually fully chewing your food. And there is a direct correlation and connection between feeling fully satiated, between actually being able to more readily fully digest your meal. If we're not fully like present with it, we're not digesting it fully. And it actually is going to impact our digestive organs ability, right? If we're just shoving it in. And so this is the like primary argument I have for why I think you should eat in the bathtub is because 
Well, okay, so so not always, right? I, I take a bath pretty frequently. Specifically right now, we're like, I was going to say middle of winter. We're nearing the end of winter, which is a glorious statement to make, um, in Boulder, Colorado. And I take a bath most days, like five out of seven days of the week, something like that. And so, no, I don't eat in the bathtub all the time. But when time is of the essence, meaning like, especially I don't always take baths in the morning. Um, Normally it's at the end of the day, but there are days where I like to actually start my day in the bathtub. Um, Usually though, I'm not, I'm not eating these days often in the bathtub, I'll be honest, but it's a great opportunity to eat if you are pressed for time. Um, I know I often want to take a bath, but I feel like I don't have the time. I don't have the time to really be present with my food, to do my meditation practice, to do the bath, right? All these things. And I'm a firm believer that most of us do not need more to-dos. We do not need more things to add to our agenda list, to our list of got to do that, I got to do that, I got to do that. That is why so many of us are feeling overwhelmed, um, why we are overworking ourselves, why we're not able to make choices um, or be in very like actual action because we're just overwhelmed with the amount that we have to do. So then we just don't do anything. I really want any of my clients that I work with, whether they are in the coaching capacity or the rolfing capacity, I am really adamant on what can, like, how can we incorporate these movement um, suggestions, these cues, these embodiment practices, these ways of talking, of being with yourself? How can we incorporate it into things that you're already doing? How can we integrate it into your daily life? Meaning it doesn't need to be necessarily. There's definitely a time for standalone practices. I 1000% believe in that firmly as well. And I also believe of, we don't have to be so rigid and firm. There are ways of integrating practices, ways of being movements into our daily life. And this is just one example. It's a silly example, but I also feel passionate about it. Eating in the bathtub of like, I mean, even when I was just saying that of, you know, how can we incorporate practices, thought, you know, anytime you're especially in a new program, you're in a growth period. Normally there's probably things you're wanting to remind yourself of and keep at the forefront of your mind. I always think of being at a red light. You know, if you're somewhere, if you don't drive actively, um, then maybe you're on public transportation. Maybe you're riding a bike. There's doesn't have to necessarily be a red light. That's just always what comes to mind to me of if you're sitting at a red light, if you're stuck in traffic, yes, those are times when you can feel frustrated or where's it going to go or, you know, feel the um, temptation to take out your phone because you're just sitting there. But what a beautiful opportunity to maybe try out a breathwork practice. Now, nothing crazy, right? But like maybe just take a few deep breaths. Maybe if there's an affirmation or an intention that you set for that day, that month, that full moon, that new moon, maybe it's a great opportunity to bring that to you and remind yourself. And so this idea of why I think you should eat in the bathtub is a little similar of we all only have so many hours in the day 
And yes, not everything has to be jumbled up together, but normally you're in the bath, you're in there at least 20 minutes, sometimes longer. I'm often these days in there longer, which is probably why I find I need to eat in the bathtub because I want to be in there like an hour. But it's a great time to really be able to more readily slow down your eating, to more readily be present with each bite because you're literally just soaking in hot water, which for some might kind of ruin your appetite. But if you're really hungry, I don't know, just try it out. You'll try it out. And I'm going to give you practical tips. But I, so, so my primary things is, yes, it's strange. Might feel kind of funny. It's not for everyone. And what I have been pleasantly surprised to find out the more that I've been casually talking with friends and in my community about this, it's the amount of people that actually eat in the bathtub. I haven't done any sort of polling um, to like take some sort of, you know, percentage, but I think actually a decent amount of people are and a decent amount aren't, but might really enjoy it. So I think from a nervous system standpoint, so if we think of our nervous system And if you think of a day where you're just going from one thing to the next, you know, maybe you just have a very full work schedule. Maybe you're a parent and you work. Maybe you just like the community and social aspects of your life. Maybe it's all of it, right? Um, And you also would love to enjoy a bath, whether it be winter, whether it just be a bath is a great way to support your body, right? I'm a big fan of taking a bath with Epsom salt and Um, You know, if you are in the bath for at least 20 minutes is ideal if you're going to be using Epsom salt because that is the amount of time it supposedly takes for the magnesium to actually reach your muscles to support and relaxing and softening. And if maybe you had a really hard workout or received some really intense transformative body work, it's a great way to encourage your body to integrate that more readily. It's a great way to support your body and in integrating it and receiving it. So it's a great way to just be in a more receptive mode. And for our nervous system, when we are in those days, schedules, lives of, it's just very full where we're maybe we're on a lot, uh, maybe really social, we're, we're maybe supporting a lot of people. It's a great opportunity to invite in a more parasympathetic state, invite in a more rest and relaxation state to our nervous system, literally through the warm water of the tub. You know, maybe you also add in, I love to add in oils. I love to add, I add in all sorts of things depending on the day. I love my baths, but Um, So you could do like lavender oil, maybe put some rose petals, maybe you do candles, maybe you put on a little soft music, dark light. All of those things are shifting the mood to help elicit a state of being. And the state of being it's helping to promote is one of relaxation, is one of ease. So it's going to help decrease cortisol levels in our bodies, which most of us could really use, it's, which was going to help our sleep. It's going to help our sex drive. It's going to help our immunity, our immune system. Um, so really, I feel like just the 
literally the warm, hot water alone is automatically helping our body feel safe. I feel like to me, water makes me feel so safe. Like I feel the safest and most free when I'm submerged in water, which is probably why I felt called in the need to have a whole podcast episode dedicated to why you should eat in the water, <laughs> in the bathtub. Um, but it, it's automatically inviting in an environment where our body feels more safe. So it helps to decelerate the mental thought loops, any anxious thoughts, any worried thoughts, not that they're going to go away completely, um, but it's going to help support our nervous system if we've been a little bit more on the range of being in fight, flight, or freeze and can help us come more into a state of rest and relaxation. And when that happens, that helps other systems that are operating at a high alert level when cortisol is at a higher level in our system, when we're more in that fight, flight, freeze system, to take a break, to take a pause, which then allows our digestive tract to come on board more. So when we are in a stressed response, our energy is not going to like go, some will go sure to digestion, um, but a lot won't. Because there's other things that our body, our nervous system is labeling as priority. And digestion isn't going to be the priority in that moment. So taking a bath and having a meal, having a snack is a wonderful way to help your digestive tract come online more and, and, and work and operate. So especially if you are in a period of life where you are really stressed or you are experiencing a a lot of anxiety, it can be a beautiful way to just help nourish and nurture yourself and to create a little bit more optimal environment to digest your food. So that's one of my biggest arguments for why I think we should eat in the bathtub is really to support, I think it's really supportive of our nervous system. Again, not all the time, not every meal, but occasionally, or maybe have a period of time where it becomes more frequent because you are in a high output, whether it be um, physically with your like workout or training that you're doing, maybe you're at a high output at work. Um, you know, right now what comes to mind to me saying that is, you know, we're here in March here in the United States, tax season, tax days, like April 15th. Um, I've just talked, I actually didn't even talk to my CPA today, but we were in communication last week. I paid my taxes, um, took care of all of that. But I know like accountants, CPAs, tax season is a crazy season for them, right? And so what a beautiful time of maybe once a day in that season to help support themselves They have one meal a day in the bathtub. So it's not like this or that. We can have the both and in all aspects of our lives. That's what I believe. We don't have to, okay, I'm going to have this or I'm going to have that. 
often we get to, when we can get creative and come from a more wider peripheral viewpoint, we can actually choose the both and. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be just like that morning, the example I gave of when this, when this all started for me of, of like, oh, wait, what if I just ate in my bath and then I could do both. I could eat slowly. I could be present with my food. I could enjoy my food and I could take a freaking bath because my body was sore from like working out that week and it was cold and I didn't want to feel like stiff, crickly, and cold all day. Okay. So now for some practical tips of how to eat in the bathtub, right? Because yeah, like it might be new, it might be different. And um, I don't want to say I'm the master of eating in the bathtub, but like I've been doing it for a while now and I figured out a thing or two. So because I am actively saying that you should eat in the bathtub, I want to give you some practical tips. So the first is very simple, might be obvious, is to cut your food up before you bring it to the bathtub. I was going to say bring it up to the bathtub. My, my bathroom is upstairs of my of my home. But um, so meaning, you know, if you're going to have some steak or even like eggs, we're going to eat it with stuff. If you're going to need to cut your food, either with a fork and knife or just even with a fork, I would encourage you to just cut it all up before. Now, I know that um, for some folks, especially if you don't like your food mixing, personally, I'm a bowl eater. I eat everything <laughs> in a bowl. I like to mix the foods that I eat together. I like That's how I like my bites. Um, so cutting it up and putting it all in a bowl before I go and have my bath is, is simple for me and it was it's, makes sense. If you're someone who doesn't like their food touching, then um, you know, maybe instead of a I guess you could do a plate. Yeah, just put on a plate and just cut it up in their individual places before. But cut your food up before you you bring it to your bathtub so it's ready. Um, if this is something that you think that you might – like if you try it once and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty into this, I would really encourage you to get a tray for your bathtub. So they make trays that literally go over the top of your bathtub. It's a phenomenal invention. If you don't, for years actually, um, in the old, the house I lived before I live now, I had these floating shelves that I think I'd gotten for free somewhere. And they were clearly not hanging out because I found it was a perfect size for my bathtub to, um, just put across it. And, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that I have a book called Radical Embodiment, A Practical Guide to Celebrating the Skin You're In. And I can tell you at least 60% of that book was edited in my bathtub. Um, that was where I did my edits because I was going to be sitting on a computer. I wanted to feel good. <laughs> so I might as well do in the bathtub. But I would put it on that tray, my computer, right? So it was safe. wasn't in the water. Um, but a tray like that is a good place too for, for your food. So you don't have to worry about holding it, dropping it in the water, anything weird like that. Um, that being said, I will say my current bathtub, I don't unfortunately have the ability to do that because the inside lift that's along the wall 
is just way too tiny. Like I actually bought – when I moved here, I, I bought a new tr- – like an actual tray. I thought it was time to upgrade and I put that floating shelf on the wall where it belonged and upgraded to a, a legitimate bathtub tray. Unfortunately, it doesn't work here. So um, I have found if I'm on like the far end – of the bathtub, the tray can go there, but it's, you know, that's where my feet are. It's a little awkward. So I actually just, yeah, don't worry about a tray, but I think for most folks, it's really nice. And then if you have a water, maybe some tea, maybe some wine, um, kombucha, seltzer water. I love to have seltzer water in the bathtub. Um, like something bubbly I think is nice. Um, but then it's on the tray. So it's just easy. So that would be my second practical tip. My, another practical tip, which was suggested to me by somebody in my business mastermind just this very day, but I'm like, such good advice that I can't believe I wasn't going to include it, is you should have somebody feed you. And then you don't even have to worry about cutting your food before. You don't have to worry about a tray. So ideally, in this scenario of bathtub eating, you may have someone who who would like to feed you. Um, now, that being said, of course, it's not necessary. And also, that might just be like I see that the eating the bathtub as like already an occasional thing. And then I see the likelihood of someone feeding in the bathtub as an even more occasional thing because usually you're doing it to optimize time. And I would imagine someone feeding you not that that's not going to optimize time, but that might lead into something else. <laughs> like, where is, where is this person coming from? Do they have the time? But if you're in a situation where you have the ability to have someone feed you, go for it. Go, go, go for it. Um, so that would be another practical tip. Hey, it's Emily. And I wanted to interrupt this episode to let you know about a free gift that I have called Stop the Body Hate for Good and Celebrate the Skin You're In. So are you trapped in an exhaustive mental loop of feeling unhappy in your body? If so, I see, hear, and feel you. I know what it's like to be stuck in that cycle of body hate. And my beautiful friend, I'm here to tell you, it is time to free yourself for good. It's time to say goodbye to wasting energy on worrying about your physical appearance. It's time to say goodbye to adjusting your clothes and or sucking in your stomach. It's time to say goodbye to any and all effort to try and make yourself look smaller or bigger. It's time to say goodbye to any and all attempts to receive others' approval based on appearances. The only thing these types of incessant, harsh, and judgmental thought loops do is drain you and rob you of your life force. Despite the cultural delusion that a woman's worth is tied to her weight and physical appearance, you have the power to stop the body hate. My mission is to change that collective narrative that keeps you stuck in a mental loop of feeling bad about your body and empower you to take complete ownership of you. Learning to be in your body is the key in slowing this train down and coming into a state of love, gentleness, understanding, and complete acceptance, just as you are. 
So stop the body hate, how to stop the mental loop of feeling bad about your body will guide you to being fully in your body, bringing your power back within you, will guide you to stop trying to fix any discomfort through external means. It will guide you to halt the vicious thoughts that keep you stuck and will guide you into a state of ease and presence. This free practice includes a guided audio practice, which is a meditation where I take you on a journey bringing you into your body and slowing down that negative mental thought train. It also includes a step-by-step detailed PDF, which will support you in changing the narrative and catch the unhealthy thought patterns quickly to help you make an empowered choice of how you feel and view your body. It's with deep love that I share this nourishing practice with you. And I hope it serves you well, and I hope you take advantage of it. So if you'd like to take advantage and receive the radical embodiment, the um, how to stop the body hate, go to my website, radicalembodiment.com, and you can click the page that says free gift, or you can go directly to radicalembodiment.com forward slash free hyphen gift hyphen page. So it's radicalembodiment.com forward slash free hyphen gift hyphen page. And from that page, you can put in your name and your email, and then the audio and PDF will automatically be sent to your inbox. So I hope that this is a supportive practice for you, and I hope you take advantage of it. Now back to the episode. And what I have found um, this winter particularly, when I come home from my office, I I live alone and I'm often gone a, a, a good chunk of the day. I leave in the morning. I don't come back until later evening. And so in the winter, I turn my thermostat down pretty, pretty low um, just to save heat, to save energy, to save money. So when I come home at the end of my day, my my house is cold like 55 degrees cold. <laughs> and I'm usually feeling tired and I'm usually hungry. And so I usually I have two options. That's what it feels like. I know I have more than two options, but I feel like I have two options of I'm either going to go and sit in front of my TV, which is upstairs. So it's the warmest room of my house where I have this phenomenal blanket, so warm. I can easily double it up and eat my dinner watching a television show, which is a wonderful, cozy choice. Or my second option is I can draw myself a bath and eat my dinner in the bathtub, which is a phenomenal choice. So I I want to really preface that neither of these choices, neither, I'm not trying to present them as one is better than the other. They're just choices. And for me, I am not someone who wants to come home every night from my office and immediately watch something, like watch a show, watch a movie. Um, That personally, just I just don't want to do that. And so I needed to have another option. So lucky for me, I like to eat in the bathtub. And so I have found myself doing that a lot this winter as, you know, I come home, I start, you know, I turn my thermostat back on. So my place starts heating up. I get in the bath, I eat my dinner. By the time I'm out, I'm all warmed up from the bath. 
I am well satiated. I've eaten my dinner and my place is warm so I can do whatever evening things I need to do in my house. So, you know, if you're running around cold in your house, um, feeling like you don't have good circulation, take a bath, eat a snack. Um, so, so what foods might you want to eat in the bath? I don't want to be too particular because again, this is supposed to invite in more ease and be something that's really just supportive as well as like silly and fun and playful because it is funny. You're like eating in the bathtub. Like that's, I don't know, it does, to me just feels silly and amazing, right? So probably like the best quote unquote food would be like fruit, right? Like, oh, I'm just eating some grapes, some apples, maybe some pineapples. Um, but again, for me, it's usually, it's not like a cute little snack. It's like I'm having a meal. Um, so I think any food, right? Whatever you're going to have for your meal, whatever it is you're craving and also have, you know, in your home. Um, probably though, what I would say, it's probably not something that you're going to eat with your hands. Like ideally something you're going to eat with utensils just because your hands will be wet because you're in the bathtub. Now, if you do choose to eat a food um, that involves your hands, here's how you can get around that is every time you're going to take a bite, like have a towel beside the bath, dry your hands off on the towel, and then get the bite of whatever food you're eating so that your food doesn't get all gross and soggy. Um, That's kind of a lot of work, a lot of steps, not a big deal because Also, it seems to me at least in my experience eating the bathtub, I generally have a lot more time in between bites of food um, because I'm in the bath, right? Like I might have a bite of food, I chew it, I savor it, and then I want to dunk my head underwater for a while. So my eating period is naturally longer. So if you were, you know, eating something where you'd have to dry your fingers off every time, probably wouldn't be like that big of a deal, right? You're in the bath. It's not stressful. It's all good. But I do think it's best if you could have something like in a plate, in a bowl, um, with a utensil. Um, I think it just naturally makes the experience a little easier and the the likelihood of your food getting gross or soggy or weird is is less likely. So (laughs) I wish I could hear your thoughts of what you're thinking about this, of what you're thinking about eating in the bathtub. Are you weirded out by it? Are you curious about it? Have you done it before? Are you going to try it? And being that this is the Radical Embodiment podcast, not that to be radically embodied, you have to eat in the bathtub. That's not it. But to me, being radically embodied is to, on a daily, moment-to-moment basis, to make the conscious choice to come back into yourself, to come back into your body. It is a conscious choice. And it is a courageous choice. It is radical in that in our day-to-day life, Um, We are not actively, almost ever, invited into our body unless you are a person who seeks that out, right, is in those sorts of communities, involved in those sorts of movement. 
But I would say for the primary, like the majority of the population in our daily life experience, we're not invited into our body. And so it's a radical, courageous choice because you're going against what we're being sold. It's radical because you're coming internal into you and what you need and how you feel and what's true for you, capital T truth, versus being swayed by what those in your life are wanting you to do or think, what media, social media, marketing, advertising is wanting you to think, all of that. That's all very external. And so to be radically embodied is making that daily conscious, consistent choice to continue to choose to be with you and your body and what's real for you. And eating in the bathtub, um, even though it makes me laugh to say, as silly as it may seem, I'm also very serious about it because it is an opportunity to make a radical choice to be more embodied, right? If you have a busy day, a full day, if you're feeling tired, if you're having pain in your body, if you've been struggling with being present with your food, right? If you tend to just eat always in a hurried state or eat always in front of the screen, whether it be the you know television screen or whether it be your phone screen, it can be a great place to practice just eating when you eat, to practice just being present with your food because you're also in the bath. So you're not just being present with your food, but you're in the bathtub, right? So you're not doing anything else actively other than your body, your muscles, your fascia is relaxing. It's letting go. It's softening from the heat of the water. And as that tissue is softening, your nervous system is softening. Your digestion is increasing. And so that is, you know, why to me it felt aligned to share and this platform with Radical Embodiment, this platform where also it's my time and time again, it feels important for me to name this, my mission my like calling, what I'm most passionate about is to shift this narrative that a woman's worth is tied into her weight or tied into her appearance. And to me, it's kind of comical and fun to like, yeah, like F that old narrative and like, I'm going to fucking eat in the bathtub. Like, can't, yeah, tell me what to do, right? Like, that's almost, I don't know, like opposite, right? Versus opposite of the view of a woman of like, well, you're going to eat 500 calories or 1,500, you know, 1,200 calories today. I'm going to like eat this little food that's like pre, you know, designed for me. And then I'm going to work really hard and work out. And so it's like, I'm going to eat what I'm desiring to eat. I'm going to take a bath while I eat it and I'm going to freaking enjoy it. I'm just going to have this pleasure bath, this pleasure of how good my body feels in the water, this pleasure of how good this food tastes in my mouth. And so it's a radical choice to, if you choose, if it feels desirable to you, to try out eating in the bathtub from time to time and seeing how it goes. So thank you for tuning in. 
I, I, yeah, love, please reach out. <laughs> I would love to hear your own stories of eating in the bathtub, your thoughts on it. Um, if you have other advice or suggestions, um, I have so many suggestions around baths, so maybe I'll have to do a whole other episode on that. Um, but yeah, go eat in the bathtub like once this week. And if the idea of an actual meal is like too appalling to you, bring some grapes, bring a few pineapples, like fruit, right? Like I feel like if you're in hot water, usually we have fruit. If you're at the spa, right? One of the things that they have as little treats, usually some fruit and like nuts. So so start there. Start with something that feels not too like, whoa, that's weird and gross. You know, if it does seem weird and gross to you. Um, and don't eat it, probably don't eat a sandwich. I don't want to tell you what to eat, but like a sandwich could be hard, right? So I guess if you want to eat a sandwich, maybe cut it up first. So you can just use a utensil <laughs> and enjoy, enjoy allowing this like full body pleasure experience. Enjoy this moment of, or moments, right? 20 minutes, however long you're in there. You could even set a timer if you're on, you know, a timeline, like, okay, I'm going to carve out 20 minutes in my day to take a bath and eat a meal, right? Maybe it's your lunch break. Maybe it's your dinner. When I brought up the example earlier of me, you know, when I come home from a day of work and how I found myself often this um, winter doing that of going and taking a bath and eating my dinner, I think it's a great transition point, meaning um, to work to home life, whether you have family, kids, live with others. If you have even like once a week, maybe once a month, the opportunity to, you know, likely would have to plan it ahead of time if there are other folks involved, but letting them know, hey, this day I'm carving out just this 30-minute window when I get home. I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to have my dinner up there. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to be with you all. But it's a great way to tend to yourself to kind of, you know, literally you're shutting out the world and because you're, you know, closing the bathroom door, you're closing the walls, you're just with you, you're just with your meal with your breath, with your mouth as you, as your jaw, as you chew, and you're letting the warm water of the bath cocoon you, hold you, cradle you, soften you, support you to help create more space in your physical, energetic, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies to then go out and be more present with your loved ones, to feel more at ease in your interactions with the world, to feel more able to not be swayed by others' truths, by others' agendas, but to more readily be able to stand firmly, gently, lovingly, rootedly, and kindly in your truth. So go eat in the bathtub, go enjoy it, take a selfie, tag me if you're into that kind of thing. It's Emily, Emily, what am I? Emily underscore Wishall. Yeah. On Instagram, the radical embodiment's radical underscore embodiment underscore on Instagram. And, um, Start this movement, you know, start this movement. Let's freaking eat in the bathtub and enjoy it, right? Okay, 
enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the whole intention of it. And your nervous system will be the better for it. That I can guarantee. All right. Take care. As always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, then I invite you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast episodes at. That way, when a new episode drops, you will be automatically notified um, and it will let you know. And please share with your friends, your family, on social media, with anyone that you think that would enjoy or really be able to relate, resonate, or receive some insight and inspiration from this podcast. And if you're curious to learn more about my work, you can go to radicalembodiment.com. All right, take care and see you in the next episode, I hope.